everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lay It Down podcast, where we just take everything and we lay it down at his feet. I'm your host, Susanna, and I have to be honest with you guys, this past week, I have had to lay down a lot at the feet of Jesus. It seems like there's just been one thing after another, and these things weren't things that impacted me directly, but they were impacting and affecting the people I love, and sometimes this can be the heaviest experience of all when the ones we love are going through just these horrible times, and there's honestly not much that we can really do about it. (laughs) But before I get into that and today's message, I just kind of want to share a little bit about how my week has gone. But first, we're in a new filming space today. Um, We are getting rid of some furniture in my in-laws house. And so this chair has moved to this corner. And I don't know, I felt like filming here today. So if you like it, let me know. Um, And then I can film here instead of up in my tiny little bedroom. The only reason I really like to film up there is because we have the picture of Jesus in the background hanging above our bed, walking across the water to Peter. So that's why I like to film up there. But if you like this setup, let me know and then I can keep filming in this little corner that I've got. So this week, boy oh boy, this week was really, really hard. The first thing that kind of happened was that we had to put my sister-in-law's fiance's dog down, Nico. Uh, He was a husky and it was really sudden that we had to put him down. Obviously, they're really sad. They have two other dogs and the other dogs are really sad and kind of know what's going on, kind of just are feeling the loss and they don't understand. um, So that could be really hard to deal with. And then the next day, my in-laws thought they would have to put their dog Benji down. He's a little white dog. I don't know the breed. (laughs) I've been told so many times, but I cannot remember. Um, But we live with my in-laws and even though Benji wants nothing to do with my dog, Arwen, Arwen still loves him so much and she would just be totally lost without him. But thankfully, it was nothing serious. We didn't have to put him down or anything like that. But it was still just a heavy day, especially after the loss of Nico the day before. Then... The next day after that, one of my residents at my work fell um, and that was really scary, but she was sent to the hospital and she actually ended up breaking her foot, I think her ankle and then her hand, which was really sad. And then as if that week could not get any worse, the next day my Nana fell and she broke her hand her right hand, which is her dominant hand. She's a hairdresser and she had just gotten the use of that hand back because she just had a stroke last year after my papa passed away. And so that is really heavy. And that has just been the cherry on top of the week. Um, And then I dealt with some other stuff yesterday when I'm filming this um, that I'm not going to talk about. But yeah, it's been it's been a heavy week for sure. It's just been a mess. And I feel like in the midst of the mess or even the aftermath of the mess, you kind of can find yourself questioning like, where are you, God? Where are you in this situation? Why did this happen to me? And, you know, we've talked about the story of Job and everything, and that's not the story we're going to get into today, but questions like that do arise. If you recently endured a challenge or faced a really hard week yourself and find yourself asking these questions to God and asking him where he is, I just want to reassure you that it's okay and it's normal. God invites you to come to him with your inquiries and your concerns and your questions, and he's open for that honest conversation. And if you find yourself saying, hey Susie, I'm not so sure about that, honestly just open up your Bible to the Psalms and any of David's Psalms can literally prove this point. For example, Psalm 22, 1-2, it says, my God, my God, 
Why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groaned for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Even in the psalm, David was questioning where God was. He was saying to God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away? You do not answer, God. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. So if you find yourself questioning God and asking where God is after you've endured a hard week, it's totally okay. It's in the Bible. Lots of people did it. It's okay. I think the main thing is, is that even though you faced a hard week, don't blame God for it. Don't blame God because God is there for you and he's going to get you through. He's going to make a way. For those of you who are just new to exploring Christianity or don't know who David is, David was a prominent character in the Bible known for being faithful and developing a deep relationship with God. David was originally a young shepherd chosen by God to become the second king of Israel. David's faithfulness originally emerged from the quiet moments of tending sheep while he developed a deep intimacy with God. David had a genuine connection with God, and this connection guided David through many, many trials that he faced, including facing the giant Goliath. And if you have heard of the story of David and the Goliath, yes, this is that David. David had unwavering trust in God's strength, and that is why he was able to defeat the Goliath. Once David became king, he encountered countless challenges, yet his heart remained positioned towards God, seeking his guidance, his forgiveness, and expressing many emotions in the Psalms. Despite the trials David faced, he consistently and earnestly looked for God, and God always remained faithful to David in return. Now, this isn't the main message for today, but I thought that this was such a good example of how even in the moments when we are struggling, God is there. And God invites us to share and be honest with him. However, today's message centers around another biblical story, the story of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt. This is honestly one of my most favorite Bible stories in the Bible because I feel like it is one I am most familiar with. Back when I was a kid, a little, little Susie, um, I used to watch the DreamWork adaptation of the Prince of Egypt, the Moses and the Israelite story. And even though it might not be completely biblically accurate, it was still a story about God. It was still a story about Moses and it had the main message of this story in the movie. So I watched it consistently growing up. It was one of my favorite movies. Even though I wasn't following God, I still love the movie and I still watch it today. I watch um, The Prince of Egypt. I watched the King of Dreams. And those are some great biblical movies to watch. I still watch them today. They're still great. Another show you could watch is The Chosen. I've talked about The Chosen before, but I love that show. And season four just came out. So if you have an opportunity to go see the first three episodes in theaters, I really recommend you do that because they're going to be awesome. I haven't yet seen them yet. I haven't had time, but I really, really want to see them. So anyways, segueing back to the point. <laughs> We go off topic a little bit, but just like many of us today face uncertainties, the Israelites too encountered their own uncertainties and trials when Moses was leading them through the wilderness out of Egypt, from lack of food and water to the pursuit of the Egyptian army. But regardless of their challenges, God was on the move. God was working. The biblical scripture we're going to read today is Exodus 13, 17 to 22. So let's get into that right now. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. 
God said, If the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, he must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. Wow, guys. I don't know what you guys got from that passage, but I do want to point out just a few key phrases here that stuck out to me. First one is God led them. The second one is the Lord went ahead of them. The third one is he helped them. The fourth one is he guided them. And the fifth one is he provided for them. God did all of this. God is not a stagnant God. When we are faced with situations and we are faced with trials, he is never just watching down and doing nothing. God is an act of God. He is constantly moving. He is constantly working for our good and for his glory. He will never let us go through these situations alone. He is always going to be there for us. So no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what trials you're facing, no matter what your wilderness is, God is helping you. God is leading you. God is guiding you. God is providing for you. So just hold on to that truth. So we look at these five points points, how God led them, how the Lord went ahead of them, how he guided them, and how he provided for them, and how he helped them. And throughout the whole story of Moses, Israelites, and quite honestly, all of God's people throughout the Bible, how true is it that God does this for all of his children. If God did this for them, why would he not do the same for you? As we reflect on the story, I encourage you to see the similarities in your own life. In the midst of hardships, uncertainties, and moments where you question God, I want you to consider the possibility that, just like the Israelites, God is actively working behind the scenes. When you look back in your week, can you see signs of God's movement? It might not be as dramatic as parting seas, but perhaps it's in the subtle moments of unexpected kindness or someone coming to you for advice. Yes, my week may have sucked, but something good happened to me too. During one of my evening shifts this week, one of my residents came up to me and asked me quite nervously if I would be willing to teach her about Jesus and the Bible. This was the first time anyone in person has ever asked me for help with this. And I felt so blessed and so honored that she would come to me for this help. I said, absolutely. And I asked her if she found a Bible and she said no. And so that night I went home, found my pink Thrive Bible because this resident's favorite color is pink. And the next day I gave it to her and her face lit up. She gave me a hug and started getting really teary eyed. And that is where I saw God move. The story of Moses and the Israelites reached its conclusion as they journeyed towards the promised land. After their escape from Egypt, the Israelites under Moses's leadership faced the challenge of wandering the wilderness for 40 years due to their disobedience. Moses continued to guide and lead them during this period, receiving instructions from God on various aspects of law, governance, and worship. As they approached the borders of Canaan, God revealed to Moses that he would not enter the promised land and instructed him to appoint Joshua as his successor. Moses climbed Mount Nebo, where God allowed him to glimpse the land from distance. There, at the age of 120, Moses passed away 
and God himself is said to have buried him. The leadership then transitioned to Joshua, who led the Israelites into Canaan and initiated the conquest of the Promised Land. The legacy of Moses continued to shape the identity of the Israelites, illustrating themes of liberation, covenant, and the faithfulness of God throughout their journey. Remember that your story, just like the Israelites, is part of a grander narrative. Just as God was on the move for them, he is on the move in your life too. So lay down your burdens at his feet, find peace in the journey, and trust that like Moses and the Israelites, God is leading you towards your promised land. I love that story so much, guys. And when we think about Moses leading the Israelites through the wilderness to the Red Sea, one of the key pivotal moments of this story is when Moses and the Israelites approached the Red Sea wondering how they're going to get through this problem. It seemed impossible. This problem seemed so impossible because how are they going to get over the ocean? How are they going to get through the ocean? God could have removed the Red Sea. He could have. He could have snapped his fingers and it would have been gone and they could have crossed it. But instead, God parted the Red Sea so Moses and the Israelites could walk through it. And then at the very end, when the Egyptian army came after them, he could wash them away and save Moses and the Israelites. So when we're faced with problems and we pray to God for a solution, sometimes they don't look like the way we think they should look like. Sometimes God answers our prayers in a way that's unexpected in a way that we don't think of. God's ways are superior than our ways. We cannot even begin to fathom or understand God's brain, his ways, or his plans. We're just here for the ride. God is the writer of the story. So yes, you might be facing a really hard problem right now and might not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but God is working. God is moving and God will lead you through your problem. He will make a way through it. And he's not a stagnant God. He is constantly on the move. As we conclude this episode of the Lay It Down podcast, I just want us to read a devotion from the book Radiate by Cleary Cherry Reeves. That's how you pronounce her name. I finally figured it out and it's called Lay It All Out There. I love that title because our podcast is called Lay It Down, so it's very fitting. The devotion goes into the verse Jeremiah 29, 12, and this is the NIV translation. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. How do we learn to pray? Many of us feel like we don't know how or question if what we are currently doing is the right way. Surely it is silly to talk to such a mighty and powerful God about the trivial details of our lives. However, this is precisely what he wants to hear. To believe that certain contexts of our hearts are not substantial enough to include in our prayers reveals that we not only don't understand prayer, but also have misinterpreted the one we pray to. C.S. Lewis tells us to lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be in us. If our prayers, the most intimate time we have with the Father, feel like striving, then what avenue will be a safe haven for our authentic selves? Prayer allows us to bring every morsel before Him. The places of our unbelief, the sources of our anxiety, the friendships we are worried about, or the snooty remark from our neighbor we can't seem to let go. When we speak frankly with our Father, we allow our souls to feel known and seen, even if He was already aware of it all. The only reason we would withhold the honest thoughts of our hearts is if we thought they didn't matter to Him or that He is not capable of changing them. However, if we don't believe He will intervene in the mundane and the ordinary, why would we invite Him into the big and the extraordinary? How does a child learn to have a conversation? They talk. How do we learn to have a conversation with God? 
we talk to him and we listen. Prayer is like an incubator for spiritual growth, and the effect of spiritual growth is displaying the radiance of God. We learn more about the heart of the one who made us, and in our communication with him, we point to heaven. Let us not be discouraged by the very vehicle that takes us straight to his feet. If we struggle to desire to pray, that in itself is a prayer. Do you see? All is welcome. Nothing is trivial. Transformation is absolute. We do not need a fancy way to pray, a higher degree to discern, or a better past to be eligible to be heard in Jesus. The proper way to pray to God is merely that, to pray. May we find ourselves so hidden in Him that we hide nothing from Him. That is a life of peace. Wow. That is absolutely such a great devotional. And if you haven't gotten that devotional yet, I'll link it below, but it is so good. You can get it on Amazon. It's been one I've been reading every day. It has been such a blessing in my life. So Clary Cherry Reeves, thank you so much for this devotional. God is speaking through you and into me and into the lives of so many others. So thank you for for using your gifts of writing and writing this devotional. It's that time, friends. It's that time where the episode comes to an end. But before that, let's pray. Dear Jesus, We just thank you today for being there. We thank you for being there in the midst of our trials and our situations and our uncertainties. We thank you that we can come to you in prayer, be honest with you, and that you invite us to come into an honest conversation with you. Lord, we thank you for leading us. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for helping us, and we thank you for providing for us. Sometimes we doubt you, God. Sometimes our hearts doubt what you are capable of, but time and time again, you prove us wrong. Time and time again, you work in our lives. You move, God. You are not a God that is still, but you are a God that moves and is constantly working for our good. We love you, God. We thank you for everything you do for us and all the blessings that you bestow upon us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Lay It Down podcast. I pray that no matter what you're facing this week, you can just take it all and lay it down at his feet. God loves you all. I love you all. And until next time. If you're still here and haven't had enough of the Lay It Down podcast, you can follow at Her Faithful Life on Instagram and TikTok for more daily godly encouragement. If you love the podcast, please leave a five-star review as this really helps us out. God bless and I'll see you next time.